ఓం వక్రతుండ మహాకాయ సూర్యకోటి సమప్రభ నిర్విఘ్నం కురుమే దేవ సర్వకారేషు సర్వదా శ్రీ గణేషాయ నమ ఓం భగవతే శ్రీ స్వామినారాయణాయ నమ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే రుద్రాయ ఓం శ్రీ ఉమామహేశ్వరాయ నమో నమ ఓం సర్వమంగళమాంగళ్యే శివే సర్వార్థసాధికే శరణ్యత్రంబికే గౌరీనారాయణి నమోస్తుతే శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ అఖండమంగళాకారం వ్యాప్తం ఏన చరాచరం తత్పదం దర్శితం ఏన తస్మై శ్రీ గురువే ఇంటర్కనెక్షన్ uh and that is uh, the that is vachanamrut uh the bhagavad gita the pratyabhigna hridayam adi shankaracharya ji's vivek chudamani and of course yog sutras and other related scriptures so along those lines we were examining yesterday the second verse in some depth of vivek chudamani which is one of the scriptures that is quite foundational in vedanta um the practicality of living a life that is predominantly uh, on the path of spiritual awakening is described over here and how to do this what are the steps to take people always ask well i want to realize god i want to realize the atma i want to realize uh infinite joy i want to experience this brahmatmana samstitihi i want to experience the brahmastiti i want to be a liberated soul for those individuals who have such desires who such who have such longing that is called mumukshutvam these scriptures and the great guru paramparas in the sanatana dharma uh, allow us or are showing us the approach to take what to do actually to reach this to reach this realization so along those lines uh there's quite a bit to be said obviously and we've looked looked at some of these ideas before but i just want to just quickly review two or three things very quickly before i move further there are three things that are rare durlabham trayame veta devanugraha hetukam by the grace of god three things are rare human body is very rare then mukshutvam the desire the burning desire for liberation is rare and we've talked about it many times i think that's pretty clear that that desire awakens when there is clear perception of the limitations of the sansar it is not hating the sansar it is not running away from the sansar it is not criticizing the sansar or why it exists and all that it's not that it's not some kind of a negative thought wave towards the sansar not at all and people have that it can happen it's like why did god created all these crazy things like this you know it's not like that we have to be very patient to understand the bigger questions so the mumukshu is one who has recognized clearly and in a very straightforward manner the utter limitation of the sansar and the experiences of the sansar as great as they may be as expensive as they may be the mumukshu is one who has realized their limitedness so with that realization the mumukshutvam that adi shankaracharya ji is talking about becomes awakened and specifically he is saying that this is very rare durlabham it is very rare to have that quality 
of, of a mumukshu, one who is seeking liberation, one who is intensely seeking it, that is called Shuddha Mumukshu. It's more rare than the human body. Human body is there. 7.5 billion people are there. How many people are mumukshus? The percentage is very small. It might be less than, I mean, I, I don't know what the percentage is actually. I would have to guess. But I would rather not guess. I would simply say that it is quite rare. You know, because everyone to some extent has these questions about what is God and who am I and all that. Who doesn't have that? But most people don't take it further. They're not interested in taking it further because it's, they're just okay with this life as it is and just staying in this material world without taking a step back to examine who, uh, what is my glory? What is the glory of the Atma? What is the glory of God? What is the glory of the great sages? What is the ultimate purpose of life? What happens after death? Is there a way of living in such a way that one can be enlightened? These types of questions uh, may occur to many, but people don't stay with that. That is why it is rare. That is why Adi Shankaracharya is saying that Durlabham Trayame Veta Devanu Grahetukam, even the Mumukshutvam, comes by the grace of God. It comes by the Krupa Drishti of Paramatma. It doesn't happen just like that. Mumukshutva or Mumukshutvam is not something that just uh, happens just randomly. No. There's that famous saying you take one step towards God, He takes ten steps towards you. See, so to recognize that if we have or when we have these desires, these sublimated desires to contemplate on God, to ask questions about the Atma, to do sadhana, to, to be interested in the scriptures and the gurus and the teachings. And once those kinds of feelings awaken, recognize that that is coming from the grace of God. That is the anugraha of the Paramatma on the devotee that such feelings are even coming. And Shankaracharya is saying, it is durlab. Recognize how rare it is. So, mumukshutvam, the desire for liberation, is very rare. It doesn't happen just like that. And once it begins within oneself, one should recognize, oh, I'm now moving into a mumukshu state. Wow. There's no point about ego here. But to recognize, okay, there, this is some track is getting built here. Otherwise, the only track that is there is this sansar, garbhavas, lakchaurashi, revolving in this multiple species. That's all. Even the human body is just completely wasted in kaam, krod, lob, moha, matsar, arsha, trushna, irsha, ahanka, rag, dvesh. It is a total damage to the energies of the body and the possibility of the body. All of these shadripu, antardoshas, we, we talked about it before. So when, we, when a person realizes that this is not going to open the door into the infinite joy, automatic retraction from the doshas occurs. So the three gunas which, which we were talking about yesterday, the doshas are within the three gunas. Dosha meaning what false or they're, they're obstacles, blocks, hindrances. The three gunas are part of prakriti. That is how the sansar works. But those who are living in the sansar with the realization that the three gunas are to be transcended, wow, that's a massive realization, folks. Anybody who comes to that realization that I need to go beyond what is even sattvagun, most people cannot imagine even, will not have that thought. People will say, okay, I should be a good person. I should be an ethical person. I should not hurt anybody. I should do some good service for others, etc., etc. Et All those good things. That is Satvagun. 
but to realize what is God is beyond Sattva Gun. And beyond Sattva Gun is not possible to imagine. That is why the third part Adi Shankaracharya Ji is beautifully stating here that Mahapurusha Saunshrayaha extremely important word, perhaps one of the most significant words Shankaracharya Ji has ever spoken. And that is to take refuge at the feet of those who are enlightened. And we are now able to do that mentally through all the technology, even if the physical people are not with us, through books, through teachers, through YouTube videos, through so many things. All, most religious organizations right now have put most of their teachings on, on, online. So much stuff is available that way. Of course, if there is a physical guru, physical being that, that one can be with who is more awakened than we are, we should go. You know, what is Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita is saying? Tadviddi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya. Go to such a person with humility because you have recognized from your inner eyes there is an evolved being here. Like there are so many. I won't give all the names of all the gurus. There are just so many that where that has happened. Many of them have not advertised, look, I'm a guru and come to see me. It's not like that. Their presence speaks. People around them recognize something extraordinary is happening here. And, and so true gurus are, or any guru in, in spiritual sense is, is a guru by presence. And that is what Shankaracharya Ji is saying. He's calling that person as a Mahapurusha. See, Purusha means, doesn't mean male, female. It means human being. We are human being. We have human, human body, human existence. We have our faults. We have our desires. We have the whole you know, tonnage of craziness in our heads as, as, as human beings. But Mahapurusha is one who is beyond all such things. He has awakened and lives a life of grace and compassion. Karuna Sindhu is living a life of enlightenment and is living in his own glory. Constant ananda. Every moment is a dynamic awakening. You see, when we say spiritual awakening, it doesn't mean that you know we've awakened at one point and now you're just like, okay, now what? Okay, I'm awake. It's not that kind of thing. That's Our thinking is like that. Awakening is dynamic. It's ever new. Jay Krishnamurti also said it this way. He said that the actual reality, the infinite reality or that which is the absolute or I guess he just calls it that which is the ground. Uh, that, is, that is not a static thing. It is dynamically alive each moment. See, in Swaminarayan Sampradaya, this point is also described as charto rang in Gujarati. Rang means what? That intense desire for moving ahead spiritually. That is called ranga. Ranga de Chunariya in the uh, Mirabai's version, Shama Pia More Ranga de Chunariya. What does it mean? That you completely give your color of devotion so that my heart is lost inside of you. That is the extraordinary state. So that kind of state where there is just this Antar Ranga, and the, the emotions are just colored with divinity. Emotions, the buddhi is colored with spiritual wisdom. It's just, it's just fused with that. You know, like if you take a white, white shirt, you can dye it. You can dye it any color. It's like that. Our mind is something like this. We can put any color on there. We have to choose. What color do we want to put on the mind? And that is what is going to reflect. If we are contemplating in our free time these great scriptures, as is said in the Shikshapatri, Bhagwan Swaminarayan, Vyartaha Kalena Netavyo Bhaktim Bhagavato Vina. That don't waste time. When you have free time, 
keep your attention on god do bhakti do sadhana do mantra sadhana do do adhyatmic study uh, develop yourself further through meditation don't waste time vyartha kalena vyartha kalena gantavyam bhaktim bhagavato vina ki bhakti is most important so those beings that have all of this evolution that i'm describing here are called the mahapurushas mahapurushas are extraordinary they tolerate tremendous abuses from the sansar they tolerate abuses from every side they, they these are the, and they have all done so each and every one of them because they are trying to do something which the sansar is is not doing they are trying to move in a direction towards higher consciousness and the entire sansar is continuously moving towards lower consciousness who is saying this bhagavad gita Very critical point. The sansar, most of the people in the sansar are asleep on the spiritual path and if somebody tries to get awakened, everybody around that individual for the most part is going to drag that person away. Oh, why are you going in that direction? You have become a sadhu. You have become a rudansar. You are going into godly. People who are trapped in the sansar don't want anybody to escape from that sansar. They want to be as miserable as they are. They want to others. They don't want anybody to find joy. They want misery loves company. So, so in Sri Krishna, Bhagwan is saying, "Don't disturb them." He's used strong language. Don't disturb the small-minded fools. It, that doesn't mean you're looking at any kind of augun or it's not like that you have to see that where their mind is going is that where we want to go we have to ask ourselves which direction are we going in so that is the point when we are able to recognize that the sansara is continuously drowning in its own ignorance then you become a, then you can become a mumukshu awaken further and see the whole sansara from a distance that is called sakshi bhav and vedanta very important point sakshi bhav means witnessing consciousness see it as it is without raga dvesha see it for what it is see it as it is see it in a way that one does not get trapped inside any of it then you become a liberated soul and hence as i said as was said yesterday this entire point that that shankaracharya ji is making about the Swanubhava, it becomes your own anubhav. It is not about anything else. Your, it's like the sun that is shining. It is Swayam Jyoti. Yeah, in some sense, it's coming from you know the ultimate God. But from where we are, the sun is shining of its own light. It doesn't need somebody else's light. It doesn't need the moon's light. The moon's light is coming from the sun also. It doesn't need our little light that we can, we can shine, our flashlight. It's not like that. You know, you can have a million flashlights. What is that in front of the sun? All of these people trapped in Rajogun, Tamogun, in the sansar, they are like those people holding those tiny little, you know, those uh, with, with those double-A batteries, those tiny little flashlights trying, uh, trying to find joy. And if you are an enlightened being, you are the sun. But where is the comparison? What comparison can there even be, actually? You see, Pashunam Patim Papanasham Paresham. It is from the Pashu to the Pashupati, as we mentioned before. It is from the Jiva to the Atma, as the Vachanamrut will say. And when you, when you are basking in the glory of spiritual realization, how can anybody at any time, under any circumstances, 
bring any darkness into, uh, into our lives. It can never happen. How can darkness come inside the sun? The concept even doesn't exist where the sun exists. Where's the issue of darkness? Hence, the Mahapurushas that are talked about, these are the awakened beings and they roam in the sansar in their own way. And God is always blessing them, protecting them. But they are tested. They are put through very difficult times because they also needed to be developed. You cannot get that pure gold until it goes through that furnace and all the impurities are gone. So, Bhagavan ka jo anugra hota hai, like Yogi Ji Maharaj used to say in the Swaminarayan Sampradaya, he said in Gujarati, Bhagavan prasanna tha, tamaru baddu lai jai. In Gujarati, it means what? If God is prasanna, He's going to take everything away from you. And then He will just leave that much so you can do your sadhana and then, and then reset everything so that you can go, go further. That happened in Yogi Ji Maharaj's life also. It happened in everybody's Ramakrishna Paramans. It happened, they went through terrible difficulties. There is not a single sage ever in, the, in this sansar who has not gone through the most extreme difficulties. Look at Jesus, for example. He was crucified. My God. Thorn, the crown of thorns and all this thing. You know? Who hasn't been tormented almost? I mean, sometimes physically, sometimes mentally, sometimes legally, sometimes with culture. Even if you look at Gnaneshwar. Gnaneshwar was a great saint in Maharashtra. He wrote the Gnaneshwari and the, the, the people who were against him because he was so awakened because of jealousy. and all. They took that extraordinary scripture and threw it in, inside one of the rivers. Chandrabhaga or something. But the grace of God is such, the river brought that scripture back. This is how the story goes. It came out of the water. They cannot, nobody can destroy truth. Doesn't matter. The people in the sansar are living in ignorance. This is an unfortunate fact. There, there's hardly anybody that is awakened. And hardly anybody ever will become awakened. It is very, very rare that that awakening occurs. Very rare. In the Bhagavad Gita, this is described. In the Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna is saying, out of millions, one might think of evolving their life further. Out of, take million like that, one person will have some kind of development in their life, some dharma. Take million of those, one person will do some sadhana for, for further. Or take a million of those, one person will get some uh, establishment or some development in Siddhi. You uh, get, take a million of those, only one or very rare will somebody realize Vasudeva, Saramiti, Samhatma, Sudurlabha will realize God. The rarity of it, God realization is extremely rare, but it doesn't have to be. I'll just give you my viewpoint on this. You should have your own. Even though Sri Krishna Bhagavan is described it that way, and that is the fact, no doubt, we cannot argue with that, because we see that is the case. Still, with the human body, every human being, God has blessed every human being with a body. If the human being has a body, and if there is wisdom that awakens through satsanga, if they get contact with satsanga, which is Mahapurusha Saunshara, Mahapurusha means those, those wisdom teachings that come to the individuals that how can I develop my life? If somebody gets in touch with that, and then Adi Shankaracharya Ji is saying, Take, goes to the feet. Taking the refuge, meaning what? Taking the refuge of those teachings. It's not, it's not the hero worship. It, 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 you know, you have a particular guru you like. This happens, it's happening even today. It's been happening. Some great guru is there. Thousands of people are running after the guru. I said, run after the teachings of the guru. You respect the guru. You say, do some seva, do some donation. Whatever the, the, that is there is okay. Maybe there's a sansta or organization you support, no problem. But they're interested in the physical form of the guru. 
See, in, in Vachanamrut, Bhagwan Swaminarayan has mentioned this point very clearly. He said that Mota Purush ne ke Bhagwan ne tatvay sahit olakva. What does it mean? Understand some the, the great sages by tatva, not simply the physical form and how many people are running after, or even how many provisions they have done, or maybe they might have some spiritual power also. None of those things are of any significance with regards to spiritual realization. They're just not relevant at all. Just because somebody has a million followers, does that mean oh, that person is a great saint? Where Show me one place in any scripture where it says somebody has so many followers that makes a person great. In fact, in fact, if there is ego of such things, then that will that that that, that is that that person is not a guru at all. You see, now there could be, but it could not be. I mean, again, again, the point here is that true saintliness, true saintliness is swayam jyoti. Swayam jyoti means it is it is present wherever you are, in whatever context we have to do our seva, do our work in the sansar. The the light shines all the time. See. Enlightenment is where you are. I think I think it is in that meditation book, Meditation and Life, Meditation and Light or something like that by J. Krishnamurti. Tremendous. He said, enlightenment is where you are now. It's not about some, some later on time. People are thinking it'll something extraordinary will happen it's later. Something extraordinary is happening right now. There's no there's nothing like later. It's all happening right now. And within the framework of time. To be able to maintain mumukshutva, to study the scriptures, to do your sadhana, to recognize the nature of the sansar, not to criticize the sansar, to recognize its nature without criticism, and to live like a lotus flower in the mud of in the mud of the sansar, where the lotus flower is still rooted in the sansar, but taking what it needs to develop the lotus flower. That is spiritual realization. The people in the sansar are coming into the sansar because of the causal body. You cannot expect the whole sansar to be enlightened. It's not going to happen. It has never happened. And it never will happen. Simply because this place is, place is, in, is a place where millions of jiva, jivatma in all species are coming to live out their karma. But at the same time, this is a place where the human being can uplift into the highest of realizations. This is this is this is this place. It, there is that possibility, but we cannot expect everybody. You know, people say, "Well, why doesn't God just bless everyone?" Or these great sages are there, and everybody should be liberated. Everybody doesn't want to be liberated. Who wants to be liberated? I want to. I want to know that. You know, who wants to be truly liberated? Actually, if we take away even some of the creature comfort, just basic things, we are so disturbed. Uh, if, if electricity goes out for two hours in the house, we're like up and my God, when is this going to come? When is that going to happen? You see, so people who really want to be liberated, that's a that's a rare thing. And because it is rare, those who those who want who are ready to take a dimensional jump into the atma, that is a different matter because. There is a fear of giving up the dependency on the sansar. Yes, we are dependent on the sansar, but we don't need so much material from the sansar. Once we get our basic needs and our and our and whatever we want developed, then it's our inner growth. Inner growth doesn't require millions of dollars, not necessarily. You know, people think that the more 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 and more sense enjoyment I have, the more I'm growing. But it's not like that. It's a state of mind. It's all relative, isn't it so? I mean, for example, I have a one-bedroom condominium here. Maybe the cost of the condominium is $90,000. I think that's what it is right now. But let's say somehow 
in the future sometime it's probably not going to happen but who knows right and we don't know but let's say Sachin moves into some bigger bigger place and there's like a five bedroom house or something like oh I said wow this is really cool okay now what let's say let's take it one step further now Sachin goes into a 10 bedroom mansion wow yeah for the moment you get that wow but then what happens it all saturates you know so the and, and then if you go to a place like Princeville Hawaii it's what a two bedroom townhouse with a small little tiny patch of grass is going to cost 20 million dollars and that was 10 years 15 years ago i think the cost is now 35 million dollars it's like a heavenly uh, atmosphere there you feel like you're in heaven over there the, it, it, and and why is that why is that because of because of the location because of the environment the 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 aura of the place etc it's 20 million dollar for a townhouse but even if you are staying there let's assume you go there you stay there for one month, two months, three months, five months. At some point, you still you enjoy it, no doubt. But then you feel, okay, now what? I want something more even. I want something different even. This continuous external seeking of more and more experience from Prakriti is a function of the mind. And that mind is functioning that way because it has not realized the Atma. That's the fundamental answer to this, to this phenomena. When you realize the Atma, my God, infinite universes are within you. Where's the issue of going to Hawaii or Alaska and taking cruise ships and all this thing? This is a, this is a it's childish play, actually. If you realize the Atma, the whole sansar is a child's play. Millions of universes are a child's play. That is the, the level of, of where the scriptures are written from. My God. It, 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 the analogies are given by the great sages. So many. We know if you, are, if you have $100 billion and, 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 then, and then you go to a store and then you buy something for $10. It's child's play. It's not even in your mind even how much something is going to cost. It's like that. The Atma and its realization is so intense. Its intensity, its brightness, its luminosity. The Atma's luminosity is described. Koti Ravi Chandrani Kanti Jaki Kare Evatara Uravishe Nathabhase Muktanan Swami, a saint of Bhagwan Swami He said that the infinite number of suns and moons, their light becomes dim compared to the light of the Paramatma sitting in your heart. My God, what a statement this is. These realizations of these scriptures are at the highest levels of realization of the Atma, of who am I. And when we are flooded with divine joy, flooding of divine joy through the mind, the senses, through bhajan, bhakti, kirtan, seva, mahima, then the sansar, the only, thing, only relationship with the sansar is compassion, karuna. There can be nothing else. Take Mother Teresa, I'm just using her as an example. So many are there. So many sages have come in every tradition of the world and are present even today. They, 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 and, and these sages don't have to be in orange clothes or white clothes or, or in religious organizations. They could be businessmen. They could be doctors. They could be philosophers. They could be the ordinary person picking up your trash outside. And they could also be the one, very big leaders in the world. It could be anybody. There's no description anywhere that any kind of a clothes or spiritual markings or particular tradition, particular race, particular religion, particular affiliation. This is the that, that, that they have some, some special purview over God realization.
That is not the vision of, of scriptures in India. It might be in some other places, but not here. The vision of the Sanatana Dharma scriptures is that every human being is, has the divinity within them. Every human being can evolve into this state. And to, that evolution is, is such that it breaks through all sectarian attitudes. It breaks through all divisive attitudes. It breaks through all divisive states of mind. It breaks through every kind of division with all of Prakriti. Prakriti appears to be divided from a Vedantic point of view. It is not divided. It is one. So along those lines, we are at 28 minutes. I promised to keep my time today. So we will stop here. Uh, and then we'll continue this extraordinary mananchin. It's a blessing for me. Anybody listening to this, just give me your uh, good wishes and blessings. Because this is a, I don't know how to express, you know, what, 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 how to express the glory of these things. There's no the way to ever exhaust the ex exploration. It is infinite. Hari ananta, hari katha ananta. That is the great glory of the Sanatana Dharma. And through that, I wish you all well. And we'll stop this recording here.